you to set the uh, the stage, right? Set the stage and uh, be clear about the expectation. If someone asks you to borrow money, then your response would be, okay, if you're going to borrow this money, how are you going to pay me back? And at that point, you're, they're going to convey what their intent is. And after they convey their intent, then you need to be real clear on how you're going to enforce the terms of this transaction. And typically, I tell people, get it in writing. And if you really want to take it to the next level and set uh, uh, boundaries, then that written document should be what is called a promissory note, where you are going to make the terms of this transaction very clear, and they are going to agree to those terms in writing. But, and that may sound great, but honestly, is that promissory note uh, worth more than the paper that it's written on? Well, first of all, I think what's important is that you have a written document, right? So at the at the, at the beginning of this uh, uh, transaction, you are setting the financial boundaries. That's really what it's about. It's about you and that other person having some kind of financial agreement so that the other person understands that this is not a gift, this really is a loan. And in terms mm-hmm. of a promissory note, I think you should even take it a, a step further so that you are, uh, this is a legitimate transaction, and, and, and write out the terms of the contract, because how are you going to have it repaid? Is it going to pay be paid monthly? I mean, if you think about it, your mortgage is a promissory note. It's just that the lender has the, the house that's your, your real property. And if you default on it, guess what? They get to take it back. Uh, but I don't think uh, if it's, you know, uh, uh, an amount that is not a sizable sum that you need to get collateral, if you will. But a promissory note can be enforced if you get it notarized and they default on it, you can go to court and get a lien on their property. Oh, my gracious. See, and that's the difficult piece about this outside of the black and white and green, shall we say, of loaning a family member or a friend money. But what? how do you define a sizable amount one person's two thousand dollars is another person's amount. is another person's two thousand dollars. Not not disagreeing, not disagreeing at all. But I do feel like uh, I want to, you know. So here, let's 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 look at it a different way, not as a negative. Mm-hmm. Okay, like think about it. When our parents, I'm going to go back to the whole uh, uh, Fannie Willis where her father said, you know, you keep cash. You may not be able to go to the bank and use your credit card, right? So, you know, loaning between family members or in some communities and culture, the susu, right? If you got the pot, you had to, 
you know, continue to put into the pot for other people as it went around, uh, as it as the money goes around. So I think at the in in, in any legal trans financial transaction, or uh, let, let me not even say legal. Let me just say, in any financial transaction, it really does come down to trust, right? And if it's mm-hmm. a family member and uh, they are experiencing some financial difficulty, I think in your own mind you need to really think about it. If this person is in some kind of way, right, financially, I I decide when I give, you can tell me it's a loan, but I'm going to look at it as a gift. And if I get it back, you know, great. But if I don't, I don't want to be in a situation where, you know, we can no longer be family or friends over money. And I think it's important for people to um, uh, make that uh, assessment. If it's going to, if you're going to loan somebody, somebody some money and not get it back, and it's going to really uh, impact your relationship. I think you you know you you decide in the beginning if that's something you want to do, because you can't say no nicely. Can you? Absolutely, you can say no nicely. You can say to people, "Hey, I can appreciate you thinking that I have the wherewithal to, uh, you know, provide you with this fund, but I'm already committed." But the fact is, many people haven't set financial boundaries on themselves, so they can't say no. Hmm. Makes sense. 202-432-WHUR, 202-432-9487. We are talking about money tonight, loaning money to your family or friends. What should you do if you decide to do it? Lines are open at 202-432-WHUR. That's 202-432-9487. So, you know, talk to me a little bit about, you know, that gray area where I'm sure you've had conversations with clients, for example, where it has driven a wedge between, let's say, family members or friends, because... Not just just clients personally, right? Like, like, Harold, I'm speaking of personal experience, right? Like, you know, you can rationally know what should be done, and but when it is a family member, right, or a friend that... Uh, you come to their aid and they don't pay you back, it can make you feel some kind of way, right? And what kind of way would that be? (laughs) (laughs) A little salty, I would imagine, yeah. (laughs) So so my point is that, you know, uh, again, I think you have to get to the point to decide whether you are going to loan money to family or friends or not. That's number one, right? Mm-hmm. You know if you've got to go through a legal document with family, they may feel some kind of way. But, in fact, having boundaries really is important because what people don't realize is that you can become an enabler, meaning whether it's your family, whether it's your kids, if you continue to rescue people from situations and decisions that they made that you have nothing to do with, if you rescue them and they don't 
pay you back and you don't uh, say anything about it, guess what? They're coming back. <coughs> so what you have to understand is that whatever you accept, you're going to get more of. And that's why it's important to, to uh, you know, to set terms, to, to create something like a promissory note. But I would say this even on the other side of it. Uh, Harold, one of the things in the Wealthy You community is we talk about a lot about investing. And sometimes some of our uh, folks are investing in real estate, and they can't go to a conventional lender, right, especially in times like right now when uh, interest rates are high. It could be that they have other developments going on. And so in many cases what they'll do is a limited partnership or a promissory note where they agree to pay you more than you get at a bank, right? So if you, I need $50,000, you get five people for to say, okay, give me $10,000, i am going to buy this property, I only need it for a year, after I develop it, I'm going to sell it and get your money back, and rather than you getting 5% in the bank, I'm going to give you 9%, right? So then you're going to draw up a promissory note, or in some cases, it may even be a lien of some kind on the property so that you don't default, and that is a great way, right, to fund investment. It's something that, you know, back in the day, our parents did in order to buy their first home or that sort of thing, so I don't, I don't necessarily think we need to look at uh, loaning money to friends or loaning money to family. It just, it, as a bad thing, we just need to understand what is the objective, right? Now, yeah. if someone is in distress, then in many cases, the likelihood of you getting that money back could be quite difficult. So I think even mentally in your mind, the first decision is, okay, this person is in distress. Huh, I may not get, get this money back, so I need to right. decide if this is going to be a gift or a loan. Let me go to the phone lines real quick. Uh, Sharon calling from Upper Marlboro. Sharon, thanks for calling. What's on your mind? Hi, yes. I was calling to um, speak about your um, comment or your question for tonight. And um, for me, <clears throat> I guess it, I've been both the person who has been loaned money and the person who has loaned money out. Um, uh, I have learned things, you know, through the through the years as I've gotten older, um, now that I am in the position where I am loaning money out, I find that, um, number one, I only loan out money that I could afford to not get back. So that would be mm -hmm. number one. If I cannot, if the person doesn't give it back to me, it's not going to hurt me. I'm not looking for that. I don't need that money right away or it's not, you know, it's going to pay my bill. So I first have to be able to afford to loan that person that money, and if it does not come back, it's not going to hurt me. You know, it's not going to break me or whatever. Number one. Number two, um, also I look at what is, like, the person who is asking to borrow the money is the person in, you know, like, in a really big jam. What is their ability to pay me back? Because you can loan money. Somebody's asking you for money. Do they even have the ability to pay you the money back? If they don't have yeah. the ability to pay you the money back, you're probably not going to get the money back. 
but maybe they really need that money. And like, again, it's not going to hurt me if I don't get it back. So you might go on and say, like she said, in my mind, if it doesn't come back, it's a gift. It's going to be a gift. Well, there you go. Sharon, thank you so much. Thank you so much for your phone call. Deborah, real quick, I only have about a minute or so left. Uh, money is one thing. What's your opinion about co-signing for family or friends for a car? Or- no, you know why? That's a no. Why? That's a hard no. And the reason it's a hard no is because it can impact your credit if they don't pay. If I give you a check, that's one thing. But if I'm giving you my reputation, my credit reputation, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. That, that's a that's a real loan right there. But not, I mean, what about your children? I mean, a lot of a lot of folks like to help their children out. You know, they they want to get that first house or that first condo or or even rent an apartment. You still say no on the co-signing? Well, you know, here's here's all I say. I guess real quick, real quick. From, okay, it depends, right? Like you need to make sure that you're not jeopardizing your own financial uh, standing and wherewithal when you make these kind of decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Deborah Owens, always good talking to you. Like I said, talk, talk to your husband, and we can talk offline about letting me hold a little something. I- <laughs> yeah, by the way, if folks want to get in touch, they can always go to WealthyU.com and learn more about what's happening. Appreciate you, Harold, always for having me on and allowing that's me That's right, and that's wealthy, and that's wealthy you, the letter U. That's right, There you go, wealthy you. Thank you so much, Deborah. Take care now. That is The Daily Drum for this Tuesday, February 20th. I'm Harold Fisher. Good night.